Oh, and we are recording again. Wow. Do you enjoy all the sounds that are coming into your ears? I do. Good. Good. I'm glad. How are you, Savannah? I'm tired. Oh, man. The rain is bad. Yeah, I didn't realize. I asked the Echo before I left the house, um, what's the weather like tonight? And it was like 70 degrees. And I said, great. And then it started raining as I was biking over. (laughs) So it just lied. Wait, you have an Amazon tube friend? Since when? Are you kidding? You bought it for me. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> We've been over this. I think it was specifically for an episode that... <laughs> well, I still use it. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so glad it has a good home. Yeah. I forgot this show doesn't have a cold open, so... <laughs> right. Yep, yep. We usually do a thing. Hi, I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. A podcast about robots, tech, and isms, but mostly robots. This episode, I had a very specific thing I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I sat here and watched you watch an 11-minute video um, on CGP Grey's channel which if people don't know i talk about him a lot because he made the humans need not apply video about how ai is going to kill us all and i very much disagree however (laughs) uh there's there's a new video he made about time and attention and sort of stepping away from the internet that was motivated by the algorithms and endless scrolling that basically the social network's present and also now just even uh like i was i was trying to find stock photos earlier and i'm you know how normally it's like pages one through like 160 oh, which did it do infinite scrolling it did infinite scrolling for stock photos like i'm like this is it's bad I, I know how you like you don't make your money off of algorithms i thought um <laughs> but i am curious to hear what you thought about this and specifically like I, I, I don't like to pin, like, social media down and, like, oh, that's what's destroying us, blah, blah, blah. But, like, essentially companies are training our brains and we are becoming kind of the bad version of robots because we've, we are, like, we've trained ourselves the same way folks who really enjoy slot machines, uh, like, we are always looking for the three cherries in a row. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um I think I had a similar reaction to you with, like, um, uh, when I hear people start, like, waxing poetic about how, like, technology is ruining us. I, it sounds like it, my Luddite flags go off mm-hmm. when I We can't start. give books to the pores. No. Yeah, but, he, well, he, like, he touched on that a little bit at the beginning when he talked about, like, when we tend to compare mediums, we compare the best parts of the old with the worst parts of the new. Mm -hmm. So I was glad to like listen to this knowing that he had that kind of awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I like, I truly don't know enough about brains that when people say things like something is ruining our attention span and focus and brain, it's like really hard for me to, uh, not be like skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. Um, and maybe it's because 
And also, don't worry. There's there's no way in heck Gray listens to this. And if so, well, <laughs> I, I, I also because he's he, taking an internet break, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot the video. Like, talks about his like personal choices and stuff. Um, so hi, maybe, maybe hi, future gray. Uh, I really like this video. Don't like the humans need not apply video or <laughs> I, I love the video. Hate your takeaway. Um, <laughs> from the, <laughs> uh, but just thinking about, um, how my, not only my brain is trained to just scroll, 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 but like the literal phantom taps I get on my wrist when I be, be, if my Apple Watch isn't on and I'll just get a little tappy tap tap and it doesn't happen like at night because I don't um, like I turn off uh, notifications at night and stuff and have like do not disturb on. But if I have forgotten my watch or I'm not wearing it during the day, I get so many phantom taps and I also get hmm. phantom like butt buzzes if I. Uh, it really it's front right thigh buzzes, but butt buzzes sounds funny if my <laughs> phone isn't in my pocket for a long period of time because it's just trained like oh yeah during the workday your things are going to vibrate against your body. Yeah, I does that happen to you? Yeah, that happens to me. I notice that I tend to get the most phantom buzzes when I am like doing something where I can't. Uh, I can't look at a device so like I started taking a pottery class um, and it's like throwing ceramics like on a wheel so your hands are covered in clay which Mm -hmm. means phone and watch are like not Mm -hmm. on me and then that is when I got like you kept thinking to like look or something you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and it was because it was like I couldn't and it was far away (laughs) but I'm hoping that'll go away over time and well but but that's the thing it does because I so now I have oh this is disgusting but I <laughs> this is such a startup startup thing uh, as people might be aware of I work at a company called Cards Against, Cards Against Humanity and a lovely benefit is every two weeks we get like free 15 minute massages and the well first of all I, I used to be very not okay with massages just because I'm like oh no I don't like people touching um but uh, I'll put uh, Riley in our show notes, actually. If you're in Chicago, Riley is an amazing masseuse. Anyway, I <laughs> for the first, like, month, my, my like, wrist and pocket, like, pocket area were, like, going insane because I had taken my phone out of my pocket and my watch off my wrist. And that's, like, like middle of the day. That is peak vibration time. Right. But now I go in and I just have this state of mind where I don't expect it so i was able to train my brain mm-hmm. which is so fascinating to me like yeah i wonder i almost want to turn on notifications um for like like keep them on and and, and don't have do not disturb on during the night to just see if i mean this is probably terrible for my sleep but maybe i can induce phantom taps then like if i you want them no i don't but i just want to figure out what my brain is doing for with, for phantom taps well in in just like being trained with technology in in general because mm. it's not just like the physical sensation of i don't know i guess oh man i'm thinking about i've been thinking about this more than i thought uh <laughs> but 
like I'm I'm expecting and I guess in the back of my mind like my wrist is vibrating right now and I'm like is this it's probably a slack or a, a, a like an iMessage oh it's a mix of both okay there's a whole <laughs> bunch of both great <laughs> shocker um whereas oh I you know what I'm going to take my watch off and put my phone over here and see if uh, you have your computer in front of you I know, but I do not disturb on my computer, though. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. Cool. cool. I'm a professional podcaster uh-huh. in theory. <laughs> um, but, it, it, and so my brain isn't just like, bzz, bzz. it's also like, what is this? What's this? What's this? Mm. And I I don't know. Do you, do you feel at all like, oh, man, I should stop scrolling? Like, this seems like such a stupid conversation. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like... It's the idea that we can program ourselves the same way that we can program a machine, but it, and it's just so simple too. Like it's it's basically ones and zeros. It's like yes or no. Is your wrist vibrating? Uh, yeah, I okay. So for me, it's less the like scrolling of Twitter because I've actually found Twitter, and I think they're actively changing this, but their algorithm is like so bad so that I bad. see the same tweets all the time. So as soon as I see a duplicate tweet, I close it and Mm. i haven't actually been on twitter a lot less but i uh slack is like a huge part of my work day Mm -hmm. and i find myself i muted a ton of channels that were too busy um and were Mm -hmm. like constantly drawing my attention and now i cycle through channels that i've muted (laughs) oh interesting (laughs) which is the worst and i find myself there are some channels um, and I'm in, I'm in more than just a work Slack. I'm in like a lot of social Slacks and there are some channels. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, cool. It's like at first I was really excited for Slack to like replace social networks for me. And now I have like so many of the same problems and really the problem is humans, but, um, mm-hmm. which is the whole thing with Mastodon. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, what's wrong with Mastodon is humans. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, there's so many things wrong, but also it's there are still humans there. Humans there. Um, but I find myself constantly checking channels that make me angry most of the time. And Good point. I don't understand why my brain is constantly looking for stuff to be mad about. Hmm. Wow. That is another interesting thing. Yeah. So... Explain if that. Are, I, if people are finding this boring, including you, I apologize. But I'm not. But, I've been thinking oh. about this a lot, especially because I get pissed off at like really stupid, like insignificant things. And I didn't actually used to be like this. This is relatively new, like past couple of years. So what's the most insignificant thing that has angered you? Um, recently, it's like uh, it's people um, being really bad at. To, like having a conversation <laughs> so Wait, here's an example so many <laughs> here's an example it's like in slack like in a chat room being like i'm sad that x happened and then somebody else replies i don't care about x <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like I do people just I do or like um it, it, i don't know or saying like oh i really love y and then somebody else being like yuck i hate y <laughs> like do you, it's just like 
I can't help but uh, notice that when those conversa- those conversations go haywire, it's usually a man and a man who has been on Twitter for a very long time. And has Twitter like trained people to think that this is okay? Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't okay on Twitter either, but it's just. Uh, and and I'm not talking about current Nazi Twitter. I'm talking about like the entire time just, Twitter has existed. Like. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a correlation of it being men or of it being Twitter, but I do know. Yeah, it's it's something to do with like everyone wants my opinion on this. Just mm-hmm. yeah. like, oh, mm, no, nah. I, yeah, it's like no, you didn't, you didn't need to. Yeah, I, and I can't tell if it's a something in our brains going bleep bloop please validate me validate me um yeah i don't know or if it's like an insecurity thing i don't know i mean i'm sure it's an insecurity thing but the reason um you know i know it's very on brand for me to hate men but i, I love to hate men i it's it's, so it's really fun it's a lovely hobby i encourage <laughs> feels so good <laughs> thanks again to the co-founders of relay Stephen <laughs> and, and mike well not not <laughs> all men not alex all men. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm kidding. I'm so wow. sorry. Um, but but the and the reason I think about this is because very few women have ever done um, that in a Slack, or it is in a channel where there are all women, and it's almost the thing of like the stereotype that women can be catty or something. But it's it's also you know the the we're we're trained to not interrupt men but interrupt each other because you know mm. everything is a competition and yeah whenever i'm in a slack with a lot of women we're kind of we all often need to step back and like we'll all recognize that we are focusing on our internalized misogyny, or rather, we're not recognizing our internalized misogyny that has just been burned into our brains to hate ourselves. I mean, I recognize my internal misogyny all the time, but I don't hate myself. I hate other women for like reason, and I I'll no- I notice it because I hate. I will get really mad about women and be really like forgiving of men. They're like, mm-hmm. oh. That's just him being arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, oh, what? That's, that's just him. How adorable and arrogant yeah. man or whatever. And Those then, are just quirks. Yeah. And then like a woman posts something in an all women channel about salad and I like flip my table out my window because <laughs> I'm like, is this is this it? We're women in the women channel. We're going to talk about salad. Is that like it makes me so mad and it makes me mad because it's like we're fulfilling a stereotype. Mm-hmm. But like truthfully, like what I want feminism to do for us among many other things is make it okay for women to talk about salad (laughs) you know like but i don't know there's this like weird like vicious loop of i I think about it in terms of like the color pink a lot of um like i i don't like the color pink and for a long time marketing anything to women had to be pink right Mm -hmm. the pink text yeah and then uh, we got to a point where we were like, hold hold on. Women like other colors besides pink. What if we market other colored things to women? And mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you res- like you find stuff that resonates with me. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, like grays. <laughs> and, I love gray. Or like, yeah, or just like more gender neutral stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you get me. And then you have this other wave of, I mean, it's not like an official wave of feminism, but there's this like, 
response to that, which was like, well, wait, so now women can't have pink things? Like, I actually like femininity and like all of this backlash against femininity is misogynistic. Mm -hmm. So like... What if we have super feminine things and market that to women? And then <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, wait, but that was step one. Like I'm <laughs> I wasn't through step two yet. <laughs> like I don't want pink stuff. <laughs> well, and and what all of this also is, like we're right now we're talking about feminism mostly in in terms of like capitalism, which is very upsetting because people forget like, oh, yeah, feminism was and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you like this is like feminism does indeed has extensively creeped in to capitalism a bit as just just a little bit, a smidge. smidge. Um, And we forget that this is an important thing that doesn't just involve the color pink. And and I'm absolutely guilty of this too. You you may have noticed that I had like uh, six iPhone cases by my desk, all various <laughs> shades of pink, because I'm like, I'm going to try this out. I have hated the color pink since I was six years old. And is it just because I was really queer and didn't know it and didn't want to be associated with like the female stereotype? And I know... and. Like saying it out loud, I'm recognizing that that is just bonkers. <laughs> I'm allowed to have a gray phone case. No one that doesn't have whatever make me a... color phone case yeah, you want. I know. So now you're going to go buy three more phone cases, though, <laughs> is the other problem. I did order order a gray one as well. But of course you did. I, I don't know which color I'm going to like the most. Um, well, now you can swap one out every day of the week. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm a monster. Um, I'm interested then if you think i know that we were kind of going all over the place yeah we totally got off your original topic no but this is this is part of the topic though because i wonder how much this is being reinforced Uh, i'm sorry i'm gonna do it like over (gasps) social media in rather than if we were just you know like all just texting still or something uh yes I think I don't know if there's a right answer by the see and I'm interrupting Mm. you I interrupt like I have consciously tried to make a point of interrupting men on podcasts and not women oh my god and I'm still talking and (laughs) I'm shutting up now (laughs) okay I'm done uh, I think you're great Um, (laughs) all I was gonna say was that I think the, like one of the things that happens on social media that didn't happen so much with texting or with like private chat type mm-hmm. conversations or whatever uh, is like signaling. <laughs> so uh, having, you know, you're you're like posting public stuff. So some mm-hmm. of the people's goals, whether they're aware of it or not, when they say things on social media is because they want to be perceived a certain way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, and it, it's I've accepted that it's all completely performative, and I'm okay. I don't have any problem with that. Like mm-hmm. I am, I make podcasts and I make documentaries and like all of I, I make a living from performances. And mm-hmm. if you want to, I, I I don't know. I'm like you do you teens. I I don't know. I don't really have an opinion 
on that. Um, I know people are like, oh, bullying is a huge problem online. And I'm like, I, I know, I agree. It's just that you have like photographic evidence now instead of, you know, you couldn't take screenshots of text, mean text before. And now you can. I see like, I, f- I feel like bullying, like, what words. Um, I see bullying happening in like our communities. Like, Oh, absolutely. And I see, I think one of the most common forms that I see is like othering with identities mm-hmm. and oh stuff, especially gosh. like that's mm-hmm. rampant. And mm-hmm. like, we're all adults. Mm-hmm. Like who, la- <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah. This is a huge problem in uh, sh- sh- shockingly. It's a huge problem in the queer community of, you know, yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, every year around Pride, we just all turn on each other. And again, I know this is a blanket statement, um, but it really, really bums me out. And I think about, you know, obviously these fights happened um, like bef- even before Stonewall, uh, which if you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> but uh, I don't need to explain the gay to you, not not Savannah, you, the the people listening. Um, but I those those fights and disagreements happened, but they happened in the same room, or they happened over like sure hot takes like in the village voice but you know those had to be edited and i i'm afraid that i'm going into the luddite territory again but i kind of miss the times when people were in the same room yelling at each other like (laughs) i i i i I, i'm that sounds like i'm joking but one of my favorite things is when my wife and i are yelling at each other about like we're, we're making this new show and it's it's I'm very afraid of releasing it because it's something I care very, very much about, just like how I have a panic attack every time I release one of these episodes. Oh, no. Well, well the, the more panic that's caused it, the more <laughs> it means I like the show. Um, and it's it's we, we talk about queer issues a lot. And then we, we, we vehemently disagree on a lot of things. And I love having those conversations. And they are not fights. They are purely Honestly, they're like us heated throwing, disagreements. Well, like it's us like throwing what would be called hot takes if it was in a tweet at each other. Except you know we have a we dive deeper and it. God, I'm sounding so old. Like why can't we talk like we're in a classroom and have <laughs> a like, civil? What happened to civility? <laughs> like no, I don't want I don't want there to be civility. I but I don't want us to just like automate ourselves to the point where we don't even know we're automating ourselves that we're like ah yes the tap it's time to do the thing and i i don't know i'm bumming myself out yeah i mean it seems like the solution is a balance right but i don't know how to achieve that have you ever uh i'm also on twitter less but mostly because it's less fun because everybody is like all the cool people (laughs) yeah all, all of my friends left and so most of my interactions are now, interactions are now in uh, in Slack, and I, I've actually also left a bunch of uh, Slacks because mm-hmm. I'm like I like you as a human, so I don't want to. I don't know if this is who you really are, but I don't think it is, and I'm just going to step away from this. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any friends like that where you just like you just can't can't even, as they say, like in public situ public internet situations yeah i have i i have found that having space from people who i want to like uh has made a big difference mm-hmm. um yeah 
it's hard to like set those boundaries though it's hard to know what boundaries you need first like yeah because you have that's the first step of setting boundaries and that's really difficult to figure out because those boundaries really aren't in place anymore like other than i guess bumble is that the dating app where women um talk first yes message people first Mm -hmm. okay um yeah, everywhere else there, there's no boundaries, and it's just like right. You have to well, they, you, you're entirely in control of your own in, in that way. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a fun, fun episode. Yay. Well, back to that video. <laughs> it uh-huh. just made you watch. Have you ever thought about sort of taking um, an information diet, which I'm sure someone has copy written, copy trademarked. Um, and been like, I'm going to step back or I'm going to change my consumption behavior. Yeah. I mean, I actually um, I have done some like solo traveling in the past year some, or so. Some. Uh, just a little bit. Some. And that that part of the video really like resonated with me because I actually did spend quite a bit of my solo travel time like basically I could only I I was only really communicating with my friends in like small chunks throughout the day when I had like internet access and stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so I was alone with my own thoughts for a lot of the time and it's like really great it's hard to do because you know especially people like us like our jobs and lives are so intertwined with the internet like I can't actually take a break from the internet yeah, because my job literally requires Twitter. Like, it, I just can't. Yeah, my job requires Slack and email mm-hmm. and yeah. all sorts of other fun technologies. And mm-hmm. um, and I could take a break from Twitter, but, like, Twitter Twitter is a problem, but it's not my main problem. Yeah, it, it's not like Twitter is the problem or yeah. Slack is the problem. Right, um, it's, like, everything. I, I will say, like, as you often abscond from the country, it, it delights me to see, like, oh, my God, Sav is here. Sav is, like, over here. And it, it just makes me so happy because I, well, actually, I've made this assumption. I Like, I make an assumption that you are happy at the yeah. time. But that's also, like, you know, like, on Instagram. I am where, making it look like I'm happy on Instagram. Yeah. And so I, I do make the assumption that you are happy and, like, enjoying yourself, Um I do, like, fondly recall the trips because I see them as times where, like, I tend to draw the most when I'm traveling alone like that Mm -hmm. because I don't have any, it's like, I'm I'm not beholden to anything and I can go Mm -hmm. spend, Mm -hmm. like, three hours in a cafe or whatever. Right. Um, And that's hard to do when you're traveling with people or when you're just, like, living your regular life and you have to do stuff Mm -hmm. during the day. Um, uh, So, yeah. So that, that, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I also, is, is it fair to say, also we can cut this out if you want, mm-hmm. um, that you are generally happier when you're producing more creative work that isn't your jobby job? Yeah, I think so. Um, Why do you think that is? <sighs> yeah. Uh, because your job's inherently like creative or m- most people would categorize it that way. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I got really burnt out at my job for a while and I've actually been feeling a lot better in the past couple of weeks. And I think actually going to XOXO made a huge difference. Um, but I haven't figured out totally why or like mm-hmm. how I can recreate that without spending, you know, like $1,500. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <laughs> conferences are so expensive. Um, I'm actually very curious about, 
because I, I have a lot of complicated feelings about conferences, especially ones like XOXO, which I, I always have a lot of fun at. I have at. so many complicated feelings about XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> which, again, if for some reason, Andy, by, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for the beautiful work and time you put into this community. Um, but I, I also really like that they reflect on like what things have either not not necessarily gone wrong or like what things could be improved upon um but uh, i don't know i i often used to come back from conferences like inspired or like woo yeah and i just wasn't after this xo xo oh really not because not even because um uh, maybe I had too much weed, but it's legal. I can talk about it. It's fine. Um, not and not even be. It's not like it had a negative effect in any way, shape, or form. Um, but maybe it's just conference burnout. Maybe that is my like robot brain revolting and being like, you don't really like these um, metaphorical taps of <laughs> of conferences. Why? Why? What made you come out of this um, feeling better and more positive about your work? Yeah, I haven't figured that out, but it was something to do with like, I think so. I've been to XXO three times now, and this time was the first time I like went in feeling super self secure and like left feeling that way too and Hmm. it had to do with like knowing enough people there that I could feel that way and like having been there before or whatever so like because it's the first time I was like nervous the entire time I was there oh yeah I wanted to throw up the entire time yeah and this time I it was like I got to see a bunch of friends that I don't normally see Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. not bent on like networking I wasn't trying to but I did Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. trying to like meet new friends um and I did, and that was great. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it kind of just, like, renewed a sense of um, just, like, belonging as a creator, I guess, which was nice. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why, like, what specifically made me feel that way. Um do you go to? I, I know that um, you went to the the one of the comics meetups. Do you mm-hmm. often do that in Chicago? Because I feel like you should absolutely be more ingrained in in that community, and you aren't. And it makes me mad. <laughs> I just follow a bunch of people on Twitter. I love uh, comics and illustrator Twitter. It's great. Yeah. it's mostly just art. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Um, no, I don't. And I'm like, maybe I should. I went to the comics meetup at XOXO by myself, and that was a cool move. I actually like made a couple friends. <laughs> but that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. But that took like uh, a ton of like self confidence to do that. Like I had, to, I don't know. It's really hard to like put yourself out there. I feel like I need to have. I need to be in a really high energy mood in order to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think about it with like online dating too. Like I see a lot of people like mostly people just complain about online dating and mm-hmm. they're so like jaded and worn out by it. And it just and then they have all, like these waves of like unsuccessful interactions. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're like in a really sh- bad mood. And <laughs> like, mm-hmm. of course, of course, it's going to be bad. But like to have that high energy and to like be like self-secure and all that stuff like that that's like a privilege like not it's not easy to feel like that it doesn't happen all the time yeah you know i don't know no and i wonder if part of it is 
Uh, be- because, yeah, at this XO, I totally felt like I belonged. And I wonder if it's a privilege of being able to, like, like knowing a ton of people. Like, mm-hmm. I, I forgot... Oh, this is people are going to realize that I sound very uncomfortable. And it is because in my (laughs) youth years, I would have never expected that I wouldn't have time to hang out with all the people that I want to, Mm -hmm. which is so like just so foreign from my brain because (laughs) of because of the constant othering um, that you especially like not only as a woman but as you know a a gay kid that it's like you know like conferences like that are where you shine right like i i I think Mm -hmm. you and i spoke for maybe 20 minutes during the whole weekend and there was just like like everyone knows you there like it's you're just (laughs) wait what do you mean oh just like it was like everywhere we turned it was like somebody running up and being like alex Uh. you know like you just that but that's a lot like i can it is quite a lot like you, you have a privilege of like having been for multiple years and have seen like the changes and, you know, and it's like tiring now, <laughs> right? Is that I'm I'm okay. projecting, but it is no, I it so okay. If if you are listening and you've ever come up to me at a conference, please like this is not me complaining about this. Please do. I absolutely love it. If I, I have. It is me that needs to learn, okay, I need to go away now and go recharge in my, like, recharge in my room. Boundaries. This sounds very, even talking about this makes me uncomfortable because it's, it's like, oh, yeah, don't be afraid to say hi. Like, oh, you listen to my podcast. Cool. Like, it. I love it when people come say hi to us and and people also I thought this was very funny um people would always come up to me and they know me and then it would be like where's Savannah and I'm like I don't know because we're not <laughs> here for each other like we're we're doing a bunch of like uh I, I don't know go find her which I I just thought was I I love that um and it made me happy because I forget that people like this show. It makes me very, very, very happy. It's so um, nice. Yeah. Well, I guess my big thing from this video, uh, the, the the one thing that was also like really condescending and made me go, Mrah! was the part where he's like, I don't, I'm afraid that most of you won't make it to the end of this video. And I'm like, it's 11 minutes. Do you really <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I, I, I don't know. Uh yeah, but didn't that just make you stay out of spite? I think that's, I, I don't know. That It's interesting, though, because the YouTube algorithm re- I, rewards our robot brains when we watch longer videos. Like, they change, the YouTube algorithm changes all the time, just like the Twitter algorithm. And in my opinion, they just keep getting worse and worse. But, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Like, shallow, shallow content that is incredibly long always surfaces to the top even on my like youtube suggestions where i'm just watching like tech videos it's honestly just like tech videos and cgp gray videos like interesting yeah is are you a big youtube watcher i don't even know like we share like haha's in youtube videos but never like other, uh, unless I'm like, hey, you need to watch this for this podcast. Yeah, I don't. Do it now. <laughs> I like only open YouTube when 
I'm like looking at a specific link. I'm never like, what's up on right. YouTube today? Exactly. And that is completely opposite to the way most people use YouTube. I don't know how most people use YouTube. Okay, it's recommending my top two recommendations are a 45 minute Mm -hmm. of some of the best of Griffin McElroy. Yep, mine too. Uh, And then my second one is Animal Crossing and Mental Health. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it's pretty spot on. Oh, wow. That is, that's a little too real. That is, (laughs) yeah. Perhaps that's really good. Perhaps that's it knows. Really funny. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it is Google. Like yeah. Google mental health once, and then then you know it's like ah, gotcha. But then I'm gonna make the assumption that, like me, you are consuming a lot of Animal Crossing content lately because it's coming to the Switch in 2019. Yeah, I have a dark secret to admit. I spent $40 on Animal Crossing Amiibo cards. <laughs> wait. So not even the... Wait. Okay. I mean, this tracks, and I'm not trying to shame you. <laughs> you should. <I'm> just, <laughs> I, like, asked uh, the person I'm dating, like, what would be... Uh, what amount of money could I spend on Animal Crossing Amiibo cards where you would be, like, annoyed or weirded out? And he was like, I think $50. And oh, I was like, good job. awesome. Good job. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. For, Forty it is. Mm-hmm. So you consulted him and then spent money on the cards. I mean, I was gonna do it anyway. Um, I was just trying to figure out uh, like, what's... like base a reaction. He's very supportive. He's like, "It's your money. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you worked for it. <laughs> Buy yourself the the weird cards." So it wasn't the actual like plastic amiibo. You just bought mm-hmm. it's paper of cards. cards. Oh, so they have these villager cards that mm-hmm. they made for. Um, this is so completely off topic that they it's made for- not though here's okay people the animal crossing ai or rather the animal crossing like in-game algorithm is very interesting so we are still talking about computers okay it's just really funny because the focus of the or we were supposed to do a video about the or a podcast about the video about focus and we've talked about like 20 different topics which is really hilarious if you think about it <laughs> uh kind of ironic anyways um uh, so they made these trading cards and they come in like little foil packs like you would think like Pokemon cards would come in and then they have little villagers. There's like hundreds of villagers or whatever, right? So it's like you don't really know what villagers you're going to get. And then there's different series that would have the maybe the different villagers available. So I looked at all of the possible villagers that exist in the cards and I figured out that most of the villagers that I like are from series one and series two. So I bought a couple packs from each of those series Um and anyways, the reason that they made these originally was for use in uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf and also the like Wii game. I never played it, but it's like Animal Crossing. Oh, like the, it's like a was board that the game. City one? Oh. No, no, no. It's hmm. like it's like a a mini game, and it it's like a like a Candyland kind of style thing. But I'm I don't, a fake crossing fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't I forget. Fake I forget what girl. it's called. Um, I, maybe I can look it up, but um. At any rate, uh, so, but the cards have the Amiibo RFID, or mm-hmm. is that right? The chips in them? Yep. So, um, one of the great other things about them is that the packs of cards are like 10 bucks, and then you get like six Amiibo in there. And so, if you have any game, for example, like um, Toad Treasure Tracker, where every time you scan oh, an Toad. Amiibo, you get a, uh, a one up life, then and you have a bunch of cards, then you have infinite lives. 
Wait, wait. For what game? For the most Nintendo games mm-hmm. at this point on the Switch will mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. some kind of amiibo interactivity. And if you're not using the game specific amiibo, they'll just give you some other things. So, like Ooh. in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, if you scan an amiibo, some food falls from the sky. Pretty great. I did not know that. So you have a hundred amiibo. That's a lot of food. That's, that is a lot of food. But I'm banking, and I shouldn't tell this to the internet, but I'm banking on the fact that the new Animal Crossing that was announced, and by announced, they just said 2019. Yeah, so that's all we yeah. know. But I'm banking on the fact that the Switch Animal Crossing that comes out sometime next year will have some kind of um, amiibo interactivity, because why wouldn't it? And then I want to have many cards really you're being responsible because you're you're essentially preparing for the game and you are being fiscally sound because you're not spending all the money exactly exactly yeah i don't know really i just want a kiki card um or a savannah card because i love savannah i love all the savannahs Which which one is Kiki? Kiki's the black cat. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So if anybody out there has a Savannah card or a Kiki card, hit me up. I'll pay as much as they're selling for on eBay or less. <laughs> which I don't even know how much that is. I'm, I, And that's an interesting thing, though, too, because that is a randomized... Uh, you know, it, it's like whatever those, you know, it's like buy this little vinyl pop toy and who knows yep. what you'll get. But that has always been around like baseball cards. I'm I, I, there was those little toy things before there were baseball cards like this is a randomized thing that it, it's also again, I don't want to say addictive, but it's something that makes you go like, ooh bleep loop. And then mm-hmm. all those fun extra chemicals go into your brain. Uh it is like that. It's exactly that because it's like a little mystery prize in the th- in the thing. And I, well, and we've and, and that's the thing. Like we've trained our brains that way too. And I don't know if the like it it doesn't necessarily destroy your attention. Well, okay, yeah, that seems a little bit like I I don't think our attention spans have been destroyed, and I don't think that we are broken as a society or anything like that. Um, I just think that in the circles we sort of run in, tech is such a prominent part of our like lives, lives, jobs and hobbies that we're overrun with it. And I Mm -hmm. wonder if we need to deprogram ourselves. Like I'm trying very hard not to be the person who's like, I just want to sit on a beach and read books, even though I absolutely sounds great. Yeah. And, and listen to podcasts. Um, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I worry about algorithms though, is, is sort of what the summary of this whole episode is because yeah. you made the choice of these little things make me happy. Like, yes, they give me endorphins, but they're not being like, even though there are ads, they it, it's not like you're constantly seeing buy amiibo cards, buy amiibo cards. Seriously, buy amiibo cards. Or are you? I haven't seen any ads for these things. Neither have I. Yeah. Maybe like once I've seen a Breath, a Breath of the Wild uh, ad, which yeah. is, wow. Hmm. Interesting. Uh. So, yeah, I guess that is interesting to me in the same way 
that going on Twitter. Oh God, I I'm like at, at this point, Twitter for me is like getting high off my own supply. Of, <laughs> of, yeah, like ah, everyone thought this was funny. Oh, everyone likes my cat. Like, why do I care if strangers like my cat? I don't know, but I care so much. It's yeah. so unhealthy. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. Well, you have a beautiful land bat as well, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, it's not, or it's, un, it feels unhealthy to, like, rely on the approval of strangers, but I don't think it's unhealthy to appreciate the approval of strangers. <laughs> like, what, yes. You know, it's like not the thing itself that's unhealthy. It's like the balance, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, and, and also I realize I'm s- speaking from the privilege of being, like, living close to many. I mean, like, a lot of my best friends live in other cities and other countries, but also I do have a community of friends here that I can regularly see as much as I don't want to. Not that I don't <laughs> want to see them. I don't want to be in public places and leave your house <laughs> and have to go to a, a, a loud place where sports are on the TVs. Mm. Um, but uh, a lot of people can't do that, whether it's. Um, like a mobility issue or just it's unsafe for them to hang out with the people that they want to hang out with or there's so many factors and it it does seem dismissive to say oh if your only friendships are online then you you're ruining your life uh in the same way that yeah like internet dating is demonized by some people Mm. that that's the one case where i'm like yeah algorithms are awesome like i (laughs) I'm I'm curious. Has the algorithm helped you in your journeys for dating? Yes. Yeah. Well, I am currently in a relationship with the first person who I matched and messaged with. Wow. (laughs) I didn't know it was the. Wow. Yeah. So that worked out for me personally. Good job with that i mean yes you both I don't are think, lovely people however good job yeah i don't think it's like something i did correctly i, I think it was uh, like luck <laughs> i don't think no i don't think it's luck i think you both put in the you did not lie and you put in the impro- appropriate inputs and it was like bleep bloop ah match yes oh god it's like that uh hang the dj episode of black mirror which i love it's a good episode it is a very good episode and why algorithms can be very helpful and useful so it did it put us in each other's uh deck of humans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i guess what i i I can't believe this is me too i've not uh ever used a dating app not because um i have anything against them it's well i have but it's been for experiments and i feel bad about it (laughs) so i've never dated anybody from an app um not because it's bad just because i happened to meet people in college and then i uh you're in a monogamous relationship (sighs) you don't have to feel bad about that i it it does feel weird like people are like oh you got married really young and like it should be illegal to get married until you're you're 30 30. yes i agree um 
although I would love it if you had it, it, it's like, OK, if basically I want common law marriages to be a thing for like insurance and stuff. Oh, can we do a whole episode where we talk about how we should abolish marriage? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like I yes. oh, people got so mad at me for getting married, which is not something I expected. <laughs> but uh, that's another thing with the queer community is like you're betraying us because uh, at, at the time we, we they, they were like, it's heteronormative and like you're playing into the system. And we're like, no, no, no. I know this is a contract we made with the government so that we can have health care. That just reminds me of that um, very good comic that's made by um, the nib guy whose name I'm blinking on right now and I'm really sorry but the it's like a peasant and he's like we should improve society somewhat and then there's like a jerk coming out of the well who's like oh but you participate in society. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and it's and yeah anyway it's exactly that. It's mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. can you can talk about how bad something is but also use it also see capitalism like there's it's Mm -hmm. the system like we can't just opt out (laughs) yeah i would i would i would love to or rather i think i would love to but i have known no other system but capitalism in my personal day-to-day life Mm -hmm. which is very scary to me in that i want to abolish capitalism but i also wonder is the world going to burn when that happens, because I, I do think capitalism is going to, yeah, it it might literally burn up. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, I, I mean, all, all systems eventually crumble. Um, it's mm. just a matter of whether or not we'll be alive. Or, or man, I think about this a lot. I don't think AIs would be cool with capitalism or a lot of the weird free trade that goes on. Yeah. Like, the the algorithms they made would be like no 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 this doesn't make sense like they're not their form of currency isn't i assume isn't going to be based off of purely like made up paper <laughs> and <laughs> well, code on the internet oh no i don't want to talk about bitcoin <laughs> oh no oh i i wasn't even referring to bitcoin i was li- like all money is an illusion mm. it's just something we created and gave value to that's true oh i love robots oh <laughs> 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 uh, but but yeah i i oh for for the dating apps thing mm-hmm. i like that they are selling they, they are literally selling an al- algorithm but that you you know that you know that you are Participating. participating in it and you are specifically giving them data so that they can uh, improve their algorithm which I love algorithms are great machine yeah. learning's great I, I just want people to be aware of what they're doing they're n- but you're not like you're not though because uh, the company that made the app that I found my current partner on does not know that I had any success with it like there is no it is not receiving any feedback. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it, but it sees. D- did you talk in in the app? Yeah. Uh, well, it has that. Like, it, but like, it's, how do, how would it know that we like? Because all it knows is we exchanged some conversation in the app and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. never talked again. I think it's probably based on. I actually really want to look into this. I think I have some friends who work at. Maybe I know some okay people Cupid. at Okay Cupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they're pretty actually they're, they share a lot of cool data and I have to assume that it's something like 
they analyze the length of the answers and like whether or not you shared photos. Like, I bet if someone shares a photo and there's no response, they're like, huh, probably not a successful match. But a lot of people move their chatting off of the app and there's no way that you would know that like after we met in person, it went well or poorly like no i i I totally agree but i think they're able to analyze not uh i i think they're not allowed to actually see i i've never read the like the the, terms or whatever yeah the terms of service but i think that but they do do have the data of like how much you use an app and how much you engage and also i assume how how much you engage with another person and if if something's going to go terribly like right away then you're done. And I think e- even that is like, okay, three messages exchanged and then goodbye. Clearly that probably didn't go well. Does yeah, that make I guess, sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I just, they, as from their perspective, they don't know if I quit the app because I started dating somebody that I found through the app or if I quit the app because I was so tired of the like garbage humans it threw at me or whatever. Like they, they have no data on that. So it's hard for me to think that their algorithm is getting improved by success when, like, I don't even know what success looks like. I'm actually now very, very intrigued by this because I still maintain that there is a way, like, they've, they, um, I, I think that's why, like, eHarmony failed, right? Because they didn't, or it still exists, but they didn't have, like, any data on whether or not people were talking because mm-hmm. they couldn't. I, I don't think they had, like, a really robust, like, chat system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how, oh, man, I wonder if they can see if you've exchanged numbers, like, like literal, like, numbers. But even, like, in my scenario, like, we exchanged numbers in person. Like, that did not happen through the app. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also, good idea. I uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also smart. <laughs> um, and if if anybody there, also hey, thank you for everybody to for sending like funny tweets and like interesting robot stories to oh, us. I love funny tweets and interesting yeah, robot stories. There and and I I'm sorry. I was just like I've watched this video like three times. Um, <laughs> which again, I don't know if that speaks to uh, a positive uh, amount of attention or a negative. Um, And a a big point that Gray has made in this video and on other, uh, like his other podcasts and stuff, is that he finds himself not being, his main thing was not being able to concentrate on reading books as much. And I have found, I, I guess I've found that true, but I also found that true of like movies and Mm. like any long form thing because of interruptions. But I wonder if that's not just a symptom of our attention economy, but the literal economy and like the fact that I'm a working adult who always has that on my mind. Yeah. I, that's, I wonder about that too. Like how much of this is just how we would have been regardless yeah <laughs> like like email is still there so yeah it, it, that, that's been around as long as i've been alive so uh even if like it had completely been stagnant i i wonder if i'd be like okay i'm, I'm watching this thing but i want to get I, I probably would literally get up from my couch and go check my computer mm-hmm. yeah man i'm talking so much
This has been like a therapy session. Thank you, Savannah. We've just talked about so much. It's been great. Oh, if only we could keep our attention on one thing. Huh? Mm. What? <laughs> what were we talking about? What? Huh? Huh? We should say that um, uh, although the, the the month of September slash Relay's uh, anniversary birthday extravaganza membership drive hey. uh, is almost up and... Thank you so much to everybody who has subscribed and become a Relay member. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, and please, if you haven't, I'm honestly quite, quite proud of the special members-only episode that it we produced. It was very fun. Yeah, we got to inter... We have an exclusive interview with Mike Hurley's Roomba. Mm-hmm. And it... You're, you're going to find out a lot about um, not only... Roomba and robot culture, but also about um the Hurleys in general. Oh yes, about both Mike and Adina, and you know they just got married. Yay! Congratulations. (laughs) Um, a few months ago, and uh, also about the relationships between other vacuums. I don't want to gender gender vacuums, but I'm pretty sure that this Roomba's pretty gay. Um, and (laughs) Uh, Alex gayness isn't a gender. No, but I mean, gay, like, wait, no, that made, hold, okay, hold on. That made sense. No, it didn't. Because, because I'm, I am projecting that both of these robots are male, but I can't really make an assumption. No, they're both robots. Exactly, exactly. So they're, they're not. So they're robots. But if they're both robots, then isn't it pretty gay? (laughs) That's what, that's what I was saying. It's not a gender, you're projecting. Uh, My uh, gender's gay. I'm, I'm projecting. My gender is gay. <laughs> my, my gender is Baba Duke. <laughs> Follow up from that episode. Actually, we had asked the Roomba what what their name was, and it is now officially Rob E, like Wall E, but Rob E. Rob E. Yeah, That's isn't cute. it cute? Because it's it's a cleaner upper. I it's like, like Wally. Rob E. I'm wow. See, and I explained a joke to you. What in the world is it? Because I recorded podcasts with a bunch of men earlier today. You were oh. explaining a joke to me. Uh. You were reading words. <laughs> you were so sensitive. I'm a, I'm a snowflake. Really, really, just such a special, special snowflake. Oh my god. I was just. I'm. I'm very excited to interview. Hopefully, future robot members of the Hurley family, and maybe, maybe we'll interview the robotic members of other relay hosts uh, households. Yeah, yeah. Intrigue. I exactly. Mm, cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. However, this you you really should go to relay.fm/slash/membership, and you can either give us money or you can give all the great shows money and in there are a bunch of tiers however even the lowest tier gets you uh not not just our members only episode but uh all of oh my god there's been so many like even if you don't listen to a particular show like the pen addict i don't often listen to it because uh now i'm i'm just a big old apple pencil girl but uh i they did this thing where mike and brad built a lego set but they were not in the same room so brad was telling mike how to build said lego and Uh. it's like three hours long and i love it like each show basically did a one shot it was wonderful wow yeah cool i i and you haven't listened to them savannah have you no well i'm happy to shame you on that front okay and everybody i deserve it and (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I can shame you and the audience. Yay, at the same time. Yeah. So efficient. I know, right? Yay. <laughs> uh, Savannah, what do you want to plug? Ah, uh, nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'll plug my favorite podcast network, Relay FM. Oh, no, 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 no. Where can people find you on, where do you post your comics usually? I post my comics on Twitter, at Savannah Million, and then I post them on Instagram, which is at Sav Million, because somebody else took Savannah Million, Boo. and her name is not Savannah Million. What? Yeah, it's Ugh. Savannah something else, and she mm. just likes the word million. Mm. Can't blame her, Yeah, true. but it's my name. It's a very good name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yep, that's it. The, they are or, very, very, very good. Thank you. You're very kind. The, no, it is, a, they are objectively good. You're objectively <laughs> kind. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, this I, and I'm on Twitter um, and Instagram at at Alex Cox spelled C-O-X, uh, not the other way. Mm-hmm. And should we end it there? Yeah, but we do our thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I mean, like, um, I can just do this another episode of Robism. Yeah. Unless you want some good Foley work of my chair squeaks. Oh, never mind. It was making really oh, bad I can hear it earlier. It sounded like I was farting. <laughs> well, it sound I I did not hear the squeaks, but I I felt my stomach rumbling, and I'm wondering if oh, I love this. Why do I love that? Okay, I have to say, if that's what your farts sound like, it's adorable, <laughs> and you should fart all the time. No, there was just... there was one that sounded very much like a fart, and I was like, that's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> Um, listen there should be this is a podcast recording studio and we need to get some unsqueaky seats the like well the point of these is that you're not supposed to move around so that you Ugh. see people <laughs> you move <can> mic technique <laughs> or a door oh god the noise is so cute <laughs> oh god it's like a baby robot it's trying to get his gears all in order Tried to tell you. <laughs> Squeaking. <laughs> this is a great episode. Oh, all right. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Roboism. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. listening. I'm not really that appealing, but I promise I'll never